0: That's right, that's right. That's so right. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. That's what you're listening to. This is the podcast that's about a guy's views. So it's ostensibly also about interviews with people, but God, I haven't done that for a while. This is what I do on this podcast. The first thing is I start insulting myself, and then it kind of just devolves into further insults of myself from there. Just kidding. If that description doesn't work for you i'll be whatever you like i I can do whatever you like as the great ti says i hope ti is great ti the rapper i don't actually know what it stands for i'll look it up it stands for technical information turn in truth is oh gross 10 inch playa tip that's why he called himself tip I wish I'd never found out that his name was a dirty acronym now I don't know if anything he does is good anyway T.I. has called himself the king so I'll just go with it T.I. is the king and he has a song called whatever you like and I too will do whatever you like moving on I missed a few weeks. I, I missed one week. I was on a good run. One week, one week, one week, and then the next week, suddenly, I couldn't get it together. Life got in the way. Sometimes life finds a way, and sometimes life gets in the way. And, you know, I'll live with that. That's okay. It's been a uh, tumultuous week in the world, as always. Uh, some icons of the 1980s and 90s, of course, died. Died. I'll start and I'll talk about death, but not in a very personal, uh, this was a person in my life kind of way, but just in people who represented a lot to a lot of people. Sinead O'Connor, that was the first one, shocked everybody, saddened everybody, had this weird buffer of sorts where people felt like she was someone who'd had a lot of struggle and pain, most recently a horrible tragedy in her life, and that maybe now this pain was over. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. All I know is she had an incredible voice and did some incredible things and was unfairly railroaded. But I don't know if that actually impacted, in the long run, um, either her legacy or her ability to perform live, as in... I think she still had a lot of fans in the long run, and she may have even gained, uh, re- remained relevant because of that, because she took this stand against the Catholic Church on Saturday Night Live and ripped up a photo of the Pope at the time, John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin. And I I didn't see that, because my, I wasn't one of these kids whose parents were like, oh, of course you can stay up for Saturday Night Live. They were like that maybe by the time I was 12, but I think this happened a little bit before then, and I just heard about it. And I was like, I didn't know what to think. I didn't really have the Pope as a moral compass growing up. He was just a uh, figure, a massive cultural figure to me. So I was like, wow, I wonder why she did that. And my parents didn't have the heart to say, well, because the Catholic Church has uh, been responsible for a tremendous amount of children's pain. See, my parents didn't tell me that. Didn't take me long to learn, but my parents didn't tell me that. And even then, the week after when Joe Pesci went on Saturday Night Live and was like, I would have smacked... That's what Joe Pesci did. He went up the next week and he was like, I would have smacked her if I were there. And I was like, I don't like that. I didn't like that Joe Pesci said that. I had a lot of love for Joe Pesci at the time. Home Alone. And I feel like there were some other kids-friendly things I'd seen him in. If you can call Home Alone kids-friendly, one of the most violent children's movies. This side of the secret in Nim. Anyway, I have a fond appreciation for both of them now perhaps Sinead O'Connor more, but acting-wise, okay, I'll give it to Joe. And then, so, you know, Sinead, wow. What an impact she had on the world. In a, and uh, much, much love to Sinead O'Connor. And I'm sorry, when she put out her reggae album, everyone kind of made a thing like it was weird. But if you follow... Her career and the beginnings of it—it's not that weird. She did a reggae album. I haven't listened to it yet, but I will when the time is right. When when is the right time to hear a Sinead O'Connor reggae album? I definitely don't know. Anyway, then Paul Rubens died. I'm on my phone. Yeah, I follow the Paul Rubens Facebook. I'm active on Facebook. Okay, you know, I—it's got that familiarity for me now. Here, I'm going to turn this fan off. I had to have the fan on. It's so hot in here. Anyway. I use Facebook, okay? Twitter has always been confusing for me because you can't quite get news. You get like people talking about news and their opinions on news. And uh, Pee Wee Herman, I followed his Facebook page. I liked his little cute memes he'd put up every once in a while, if that was him putting them up. Said today we say goodbye to Paul Rubens. Wow. Again, it's too much to get into about Pee-wee Herman, but yeah, I loved him. I loved the Pee-wee character. In the 1980s, it was it was right there for me. I felt like I wanted to be silly and mischievous and well dressed. Hey, two out of three ain't bad. (laughs) So, and when he got in trouble again, I, I barely understood what the word masturbate meant. And frankly, I wish I still didn't. But, uh... So I rode with him. In spite of the mugshot. And you know... By the time he got in trouble, it was a little after I'd really overdosed on Pee-Wee's Playhouse. Also, I understood even at the time that Big Top Pee-Wee was not quite the high quality picture that Pee-Wee's Big Adventure was. But I give him love. And I was so excited for Pee-Wee Herman that when I heard he was in Batman Returns, it was like... I was for sure gonna see Batman Returns. He's in it for a second and I was like satisfied. I'd gotten my money's worth as soon as he appeared which was right at the beginning. And then, years later, I did have a personal encounter with him, which was exciting. My friend Ben and his buddy Curtis had a sort of connection So when I visited Los Angeles, I went and I saw the Pee Wee Herman show live. Must have been 2010, 2012, I don't really remember. And I went to the Panasonic Theater, I believe, Sony Theater. Maybe it's where they have the Oscars, I can't remember. And I went and I saw him do the show live and it was amazing. But I also got into the meet and greet afterwards. Oh, and he signed something for my sister. forgot about that. And then I took a picture with him. And that was about it. That was my one time meeting Paul Rubens. But it was very nice. was fully in his peewee gear. It was super exciting. Must be very weird. Uh, when you... Can still embody something that was like a a children's entertainer, and then you meet your fans who were kids when they were watching you, and you're in the outfit, and you just see them melt in front of you. I mean, I had that with wrestlers too. I went to like Fan Expo a long time ago, one of these uh, you know f- like fan conventions, horror comics, blah blah blah. And I think a wrestler, a wrestler was there. One of the bushwhackers of all people. The bushwhackers were the Australians. They wore like undershirts and were gruff outback guys. Shout out to my Australian listeners or listener. I I haven't done the metrics recently. I saw one of these bushwhackers dressed up like the bushwhackers. I I suddenly was like a little kid. I was like, that's so cool. I didn't say anything. Then I had the same thing when I went to Slam Dance in Utah and they were premiering the Jake the Snake Roberts documentary and I looked over and I saw this guy Scott Hall, AKA Razor Ramon, he's right in front of me. I'm like, oh my God, it's Razor Ramon. And I've been watching a lot of wrestling clips lately. Not even wrestling clips, but clips of wrestlers talking about wrestling. Because, you know, I've been watching this Dark Side of the Ring show on Vice and that's been keeping me occupied. Very interesting stories. I don't think you need to be a huge fan of wrestling to get a kick out of some of these Dark Side of the Ring episodes because there's just these people's lives are insane. You know, it's like watching that show Tales from the Tour Bus by Mike Judge. You might not have known about Blaze Foley, the country singer, but his life story is interesting. And so is Bam Bam Bigelow's. That's what I'm trying to say. If you watch one Dark Side of the Ring, I would say watch Plane Ride from Hell. But that was the jumping off point. Now I just have my whole YouTube algorithm as like Hulk Hogan talking about the ultimate warrior. I worry about nostalgia. You know, these people, these things go away, these people die, and we remain thinking about them for the rest of our life. Why not just, isn't there a way I can just be in the moment creating new, new, new? I don't know. Then Robbie Robertson dies. That just happened today from the band the major times I thought about Robbie Robertson was I had someone show me a song called, it's called like Eat It Joe's. It's a solo song of his from the 1980s. It's really weird. You should listen to it. It's haunting. The band are cool. Canadian. Mostly. Supported some of, uh Play backing tracks on some of the best albums. Have some bangers, as the kids call good songs these days. Bangers. Some of their stuff slaps. Another thing the kids say nowadays. What else do the kids say? Riz? I don't even really know what that means, but I've seen the word Riz a few more times. Anyway, so right now, Robbie Robertson, Sinead O'Connor, and Paul Rubens jamming in Heaven. So many others. And then this is very mysterious. Lil Tay died. Horrible. That is horrible. It's a very strange story. The whole Lil Tay story is strange. Canadian. Just like Robbie Robertson. She was the one who took over the path that... Danielle Brigoli, a.k.a. Cash Me Outside, Bad Babby, cleared. She, Bad Babby cleared a path for Lil Tay, who was a nine-year-old who, like, did videos where she was just, like, as they said at the time, flexing. Talking about how rich she was, but she was nine. That was, like, the fun of it. She parlayed this into a lot of attention and, and viral fame but then her mother was like a realtor who had been renting, who'd who'd been letting Lil Tay film her videos in houses that she was listing. Her brother was coaching her to be like a little nine-year-old brag machine. And then, today, it gets announced that Lil Tay and her brother are both passed on it's mad and it's a tragedy it's just very weird also shit's dark this little world of the internet that we've been exposed to there's so many corners of it you know how much the electricity would cost for every corner not to be dark No, it's way too expensive, so there's a million dark corners in the internet. And sadly, Lil Tay lives in that dark corner. Anyway. And they God. That was more time than I wanted to spend uh, talking about. Notable deaths. Especially given the state of my life. Uh, life right now? It's not that my life is in shambles. It's just so messy. I'm doing, I said this before, I'm doing so much stuff and I cannot, for the life of me, organize it all cohesively. Right now I'm sleeping too late. Right now, I mean, for just this episode alone, it took me so much to just, like, get here and do it for you. And frankly, I I hope it's interesting. I hope that at least it's some kind of ASMR. At the least it's soothing, and you're falling asleep and dream, dreaming of candy cones, candy canes, cotton candy. If you're not into sweets, something savory. But, uh, yeah, like every night it's been like, oh, it's too late for me to record tonight. I'll do it in the morning. Sleep in or have something I got to do first thing in the morning. Can't record today. Ad nauseum, ad nauseum. And right now I'm not doing any of that ADHD coaching. I have no therapist. Just running on my own reconnaissance if that's the proper use of the term. Maybe if I could go to therapy, I'd know if that was proper use of the term, but right now I can't. However, I'm not giving up. That's the one thing. Let all the chips fall, however they may, I'm just not gonna stop. Because I like doing it. Stand up today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Hopefully I can get another episode together ASAP. You'll hear this. You'll be like, cool. And I'll be like, cool. And we'll look at each other and be like, that's cool. Well, I have to be honest. This is not something I, uh, this is, this is now the next day. I recorded the other part yesterday night, I hope you enjoyed it, and now it's the day after. I'm going to put out this podcast as soon as I record this, finish recording this, and I guess the main thing, I was going to talk about some Melly Mel Eminem stuff, the godfather of rap, Grandmaster, the Grandmaster of rap, one of the Grandmasters of rap, because there's a few rappers named Grandmaster, Grandmaster Melly Mel is in some sort of a strange diss rap feud with Eminem. And he just released a uh, diss track against Eminem. And I, I haven't listened to the, the thing in its entirety. So I'm, hopefully I'm going to talk about this and remember to talk about this the next time I do an episode. So I'm going to lay off of that. But maybe you can listen to it. Eminem diss track by Melly Mel. I can't remember what it's called. So far, the main thing I'm finding on YouTube are reactions to it, which is useless to me. But if you find it, and I find it, and I talk about it in the next episode, then you can write me at, you know, you know, weeklypodcast.gmail.com. And we can talk about it. We can go back and forth. But the main thing that has happened in the last 24 hours is I was doing all those RIPs. I think I may have... uh, Um mentioned Robbie Robertson from the band he died everyone is giving him his flowers now as they say it's kind of funny he was for a long time I think viewed as kind of the villain of the, of the band for um, songwriting related stuff but it seems like uh, in death he is more beloved and good for him I say hey they got some tracks I, I did talk about it yesterday and I talked about Edith Joe's all that stuff But Lil Tay, who I RIP'd, and her brother, not dead. Here's what I found on something, a very (laughs) reputable website, Scripps News. We've all heard of Scripps News. Alex Arger at Scripps News. How about these news sites these days? They definitely seem like they were on the forefront of chat GPT and AI written items. None of them seem like they were written by humans, but I'm going to try reading this. Do I want more script news? No, scripts news. Teenage rapper. I never really thought of it. If you listen to her songs, it's like, I guess it's a rapper. But you know, it's no Shaheem, a.k.a. the Rugged Child, when I hear Lil Tay. It's not even Bad Bappy, if I'm going to be honest. Who has some heat, as the kids have said. Teenage rapper internet internet sensation Lil Tay is reportedly alive, not dead, as a post on her Instagram said just a day prior. The post Wednesday, which has since been taken down, claimed 14-year-old Lil Tay and her brother Jason had unexpectedly passed away, and both deaths were under investigation. I want to. She apparently she said on her Instagram account that it's jarring misinformation. Which is crazy to picture the word Lil Tay if you've seen her videos saying the word jarring misinformation. I can barely, I barely know what those misinformation. Seven syllables are, mean, form, what words they form. I want to make it clear that my brother and I are safe and alive, but I'm completely heartbroken and struggling to even find the right words to say. She's regained control of her account. father did not comment on the death that's all I know she's not dead so we can celebrate there is one less dead person in the world now that's good haven't done much but you know the fact that everybody believed very easily that a 14 year old flexing child viral video person died is really a chilling statement on uh, what we expect out of the world today what that statement exactly is I don't know it's a chilling statement today I it's uh, biking around it's not fun it is i I got a bike a couple weeks ago oh life's changed it's a nice bike and I'm bike it's a and I'm biking around on it but man, biking in the city, it sucks. It sucks when you got that anxious brain. All kinds of stressful moves are always being pulled by cars. And I drive a car sometimes. And uh, let me tell you, if you want to wrap your head around how to operate in society, drive a bit, bike a bit, and walk. And then you can fuse your knowledge of the three to be courteous to everybody, when you do each of those steps, because I think there's a lot of people who are not doing two of those three things, and it's creating chaos and bedlam here on the streets of Hogtown in Toronto. I'm just trying to get to point A to point B. Please don't kill me. I said this before. You know? And when I get a scare on the old bike, when I get a scare of any kind, it's like, I don't really want to leave the house for a bit. Like, my day is borderline shot. It's because I was all tensed up from it and had to kind of process what went on and uh, accept the things that I cannot control. Again, I might have mentioned this in a recent podcast, but a bouncer said to me, you know, the best way to de-escalate a situation is just agree with the person you're arguing with. Just say, you know what, you're right. If it's something with a stranger, something you're not married to as a concept, you know, you're not trying to get your alimony. You're not trying to... uh, get something you're truly owed just just let it go say yeah yeah you know what you're right move on with your day although again I was talking to a friend today and he was saying that he he, some regrets backing down sometimes when things like that uh, happen where he gets in an argument with a stranger uh, and that he'll he says it'll haunt him you know for ten years and it's like maybe but if you you know if you lose an arm you know, confrontation that'll haunt you for the rest of your life. Ten years, ten years regretting something, occasionally, a lot better than rest of your life no arm, because a vicious stranger gnawed it off. If you were arguing with, say, an alligator, or a croc, We're a caiman, I mean, that would take a lot for a caiman to. It would take a lot of time for that caiman to get your arm off. But I think with enough effort, the caiman could do it. Okay, man. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I'm gonna go do a little co- comedy show tonight. I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad little Tay is okay. Hey, come on the podcast, little Tay. She's from Vancouver. Let's figure out what's going on and what's in the water there in Vancouver. It's supposed to be, it sounds like it's very clean water, but, it, you know. There must be something in it if it's creating strange viral rappers. Strange viral rappers. Whatever happened to the Rascals, the original kings of West Coast hip-hop? That's my generation. Check out the Rascals. Look in the mirror. Give yourself some affirmations. Go to bed on time. I'm going keep trying to get my life together. I hope you keep doing the same. Keep on trucking. All things must pass. Up on Cripple Creek. Let's all go to Cripple Creek. Bye, friends.